0: If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at nutritionw.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hey, gang, welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show. And today we've got another fantastic episode lined up for you. We're speaking with Katie Coleman all about prenatal care for moms-to-be and the babies they're carrying. Few things are as important as your baby's health, and that's exactly why we wanted to address some of the misconceptions behind prenatal health, including what nutrients moms should focus on getting, how to pick out safe and quality prenatal supplements, and what role a healthy diet and nutrition plays while pregnant. I'm going to keep my part short and sweet here. So without further delay, here's the host of this show, Ed Jones. Thank you so much, Brian. I look so forward to
1: coming in and doing this podcast, The Holistic Navigator. I am excited about today. We are going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is the lack of information or wisdom that is being presented to pregnant women and those who are wishing to be pregnant. Uh, You know, the medical field, and again, I'll continue to repeat, I don't hate the medical field or the people in it. What I despise is the fact that it's a broken system. It's a sick care system, not a health care system. And the people who are in it are generally wonderful, smart, loving, and wise. But they only have a toolbox that they were given based on their experiences and training. And one of the worst is when women who are pregnant seek their nutritional advice from their normal, conventional uh, physicians and healthcare people. And why do I say that? Because the studies today are very clear about the impact of nutrition on the developing fetus and fetus and the life of that baby after it is born. In fact, in 1970, autism was one in 2000. In this year, it is one in 59. Nothing can be affecting that except nutrition and toxins. That's the only two things. Well, today we have a a guest that who is very experienced and in the field of nutrition, and especially into prenatal nutrition care, because one is she's only three weeks away from delivering her first child, and also because she spent so long studying this whole subject. So welcome, Katie Coleman.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on here today. Um, This is definitely, as Ed was saying, a a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, You know, if we Future babies and and um, generations to come need this information so that we can have a lower rate of chronic diseases, a lowering of the um, widespread autism that's going on, and the only way we can do that is through knowledge and empowering people to know how to really change their health and what nutrients to take before during and after pregnancy. So this is um, a great subject to, to, you know, I hope to spread.
1: Thank you. And, you know, you and I both were on TV yesterday. We were interviewed on this same subject. And that's one reason we're doing the podcast today, because we certainly are fresh on this conversation. But I made an analogy yesterday and I came up with it minutes before going on TV What if the people, all of you listening, we all have cell phones, I can almost guarantee. And most many of us go to Verizon. What would you do if you went to Verizon to buy a new cell phone and all they had on the shelf and they could offer you is a flip phone? You would realize very quickly that they were living in the dark ages. Well, guess what your conventional doctor is where he's living and she's living about 15 years behind the studies. And the reason I say that, and Katie's going to expand on this, is because they're still talking about recommending things like folic acid. If they do recommend omega-3, it's not even close to where the studies are showing better brain development, better IQ development, and so many other factors They're talking about prenatals and they give out prenatal vitamins in the office that has so many ingredients that are questionable talc, which is if you see the commercials, everybody's suing everybody over the addition of talc because it causes cancer. And then you've got artificial this and red dyes. And then the big one is folic acid, which Katie's going to explain a lot of these different components over the next 20 minutes. But uh, I know, Katie, you've Come up, come up with something called the core four for pregnancy or prenatal. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So I want to simplify this down for consumers so they don't feel confused or overwhelmed when trying to figure out where do I start? What supplements do I take? And, um, you know, the last thing we want to do is confuse a consumer. So what I've done is I've really distilled it down to four essential nutrients That I believe every female that is trying to get pregnant or especially if they're currently pregnant, these are the four nutrients that they need to have at optimal levels in their system. Now, I didn't just pull these nutrients just from, you know, my brain or some random source. These are the four most clinically studied nutrients for baby's development, baby's brain development for um, helping prevent chronic disease long-term. You know, one of the, the facts is very clear that the time that you can affect a baby's health the most is while in the womb and up to two years old. That's when all these neural connections are being made. That's when the brain is developing the most. So why not give the most nutrients possible Um, to a baby to really begin their best life possible I think every every mom wants that for their baby Um, I think they just don't know where to start and they're given misinformation so they don't dose things properly so these four nutrients that I I believe so heavily in is um, as Ed mentioned not folic acid but folate so it's B9, so it is a B vitamin, but it's a different form of B9. It's a naturally occurring form of B9. Folic acid is synthetic, folate is natural. Um, Without getting too heavily into it, about 60% of Americans cannot utilize folic acid. So if you turned your multivitamin around and you were one of those 60% and you saw folic acid in there, your baby would not benefit from that multivitamin. Instead, it's actually harmful. And so why not go on and just take the natural form that every person can absorb, which is folate?
1: Well, very, very well spoken. And the thing is, back in this, I don't know, the year when we discovered that deficiency of folic acid would cause birth defects. And it was the best Information we had at the time. Everyone makes the the wisest decision they can given the information they have at the moment. Well, during those years, we did not even know what this gene defect called MTHFR is, which I have spoke about on several occasions on the Holistic Navigator. So it did prevent those birth defects to a great degree. But on the other side, we don't know what else it caused because the res- research now shows such an increase in miscarriages and autism and later depression and, and, and. And so it's time to change people who are out there in the medical field. You know, the thing is, again, so many individual healthcare practitioners really uh, are fear thinking for themselves. They look for their, their overarching agency or whoever they're under to give them guidelines. Well, the guidelines, I can tell you from 41 years of super observations and study is always 10 to 15 years behind the uh, the cutting edge information. Now, they do that because they're very conservative and they'd rather stick with the wrong things that are reliable than take any chances on getting uh, too uh, aggressive with new ideas, because once in a blue moon, those can be wrong. And in the courts of law, then that could look pretty sour for them. But That's not the way I live. I don't think many people listening to the Holistic Navigator there are many of you listeners are brave. You're willing to partner with wise information and take heed of of the real wisdom that we now have access to. So again, on folate, folate is the natural form from food. Folic is synthetic. So if you're looking at any vitamins, including uh, people who are not pregnant and you see folic acid, I recommend strongly to throw it away and get food grown. Uh, But and isn't this true, Katie, most of the supplements still being sold and recommended has folic acid in it.
2: Yes, I went shopping uh, recently at some uh, stores that I won't mention, but, you know, drug stores and and convenience stores and um, every single multivitamin and prenatal had folic acid. So you have to intentionally shop to not find the folic acid, unfortunately, at these big name stores.
1: Right. That's exactly. You have to intentionally shop and do not trust just because the label looks good and says all the fancy words like natural. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. You know, there was a company and I guess they're still in business called Seventh Generation. Isn't? Are they still in business? They are. Yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of got uh, they were a big name at a, one time, but the reason they came up with that is because when a uh, uh, when there's danger, when there's toxins, when there's injuries to uh, uh, an infant, of developing infant, it doesn't matter if it's animals or humans. It takes seven generations to truly uh, work your way through that one exposure of of, of an infant. So. We're exposing every infant, and I don't know how many generations it is even possible to work through the damage we've already done. But the only hope, we, the big hope we have is this information you're giving us. So the multivitamin, we've kind of covered. Don't trust the doctors. Multivitamins they are giving as prenatal, in my opinion. Uh, be skeptical. Question it. Secondly, if you're buying it over the counter, make sure it doesn't have folic acid and it has you know, more food grown and truly non-GMO. What are some of the magic words, Katie? Tell me some.
2: Some magic positive words like or magic? for what you
1: would see on a box. Non-GMO is one.
2: Yes. Um, I think, you know, organic, non-GMO, uh, whole food sourced, um, potentially. I do want to touch, since we're on this subject, a lot of companies use something called marketing kind of fluffery or fluff, where they, they use words like natural and they use words like, um, you know, plant-based or, um, derived from natural ingredients or something. And so maybe that's good, but that's also very loose terminology. Um, that's not some certification. That's not some process of, of, um, cleanliness that this brand has gone through. So looking for actual certifications, like the non-GMO seal, the organic stamp, the, um, Kosher, the, you know, there's all these, the actual certifications that give a little bit more, um, a little bit more truth behind the supplement rather than just throwing these marketing kind of hype words, natural and all that. So just beware of marketing is smart and they know how to do that. So
1: perfect, perfect. And again, I repeat for the probably third time, you go to your physician because they have a skill set. There's no doubt, really smart people, but it is not in the field of nutrition. If you went to get your oil changed, are you going to expect that person to be able to change your transmission? No, you're not. So find people who you can trust in that arena. Secondly, Katie, I want to talk about vitamin D. You know, I was looking and I have studied extensively for decades this vitamin D connection to disease and health. And I but I found something yesterday that was new to me. You know, we know and you're going to talk about this, the importance of vitamin D Uh, making sure you have enough before you get pregnant is the best choice. But if you haven't, then at least work on it as soon as you find out. But in Scotland, they in 2017, the Scotland government has decided they're going to offer every single pregnant woman in Scotland dose, a dose of uh, free bottles of vitamin D because they kind of operate differently than we do. It's not just profit-centered uh, healthcare, And what they're willing to do is actually make a true difference in the rate of preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, and low birth rates. All these things can be triggered somewhat by the low vitamin D. Isn't that correct?
2: Very correct. So um, in a study in the journal New England Medicine um It's it said the risk of low vitamin D levels for infants includes a lower birth rate, impaired skeletal development, respiratory infections and more allergic or more allergies later on in their life. So right now, I mean, if you if we read that again, that is four huge chronic problems that could be avoided. Potentially nothing's 100 percent in life, but huge problems that could be avoided by just optimizing your vitamin D. Um, Vitamin D does come, as we all probably know, from the sun. However, we all run scared of the sun, it seems, um, in our generation because of the fear of skin cancer. Um, I don't, but, you know, a lot of people do. And then second of all, vitamin D is not found in food very commonly. You might find it in some wild-caught salmon Um, some sardines potentially and things, but you are not going to find large copious amounts of vitamin D in food. So 70 to 80% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. So what does that mean? We have to supplement with it. Um, The studies for this are showing between 2000 and 4000 IUs or international units of vitamin D daily during pregnancy. We always say the best way to truly know what uh, quantity you need would be for you to get blood work or lab work, and maybe you need more than this, but a safe dose would be between two to four thousand a day.
1: Well, <clears throat> you know, I have not been one who's been really great at getting blood work, but I actually did about two weeks ago. I got my vitamin D checked. And did I tell you what it was, Kenny? No, you didn't. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Before I even tell you what it was, you, you know me pretty well. I take and if people listen to my previous podcast on my personal, uh, you know, program that I take, you know, I take about 70 supplements a day. My vitamin D is about 48 nanograms. If I did not take the supplements, it would be about 12. At 12, every single disease is tripled or more so because of the low vitamin D. I take about 12 to 14,000 units today. The magic of vitamin D occurs about 50 nanograms. So I am at the point of being really, you know, good levels that are therapeutic, but only because I take the supplement. I'm in the sun and I actually go to the suntan beds once a week. I've done that for years and I still have to struggle what about these people who are living on Twinkies and and Krispy Kremes and French fries and all the bad food? They don't have a Chinaman's chance, especially if the woman, if it's a female and they're going to get pregnant, their their reserves are so low. And, you know, I looked at a vitamin D the other day. You can get five thousand units for five dollars and sixty cents for one hundred pills So what is the dose that most should be taking if they don't get a blood test? And it was saying this before you'd answer. If you want to get a blood test and you don't want to fool with the conventional ways to do that, go to our product page on the Holistic Navigator. And under direct labs, you can order any blood work that you desire, including vitamin D. And you go to a local lab to get your blood drawn and you get the results in two days. So don't there's not an excuse for not knowing.
2: Or I will throw in um, my OBGYN was very good at allowing me to ask for certain blood tests when I would go into her office. I don't know if every midwife or OB would be this way, but I did um, I have an interesting thing that occurred with me. I tested my vitamin D before getting pregnant and I was at 78 nanograms after, uh, I believe, about three months of being pregnant. I was down to 48 nanograms. Wow. So that shows right there, the baby was really needing that. That was used in his development. Um, He was pulling that from me. And I still was maintaining the same level of vitamin D supplementation that I had previously been on before getting pregnant. But it shows how powerful that nutrient was for him. So I did have to up my dose a little bit. And that blood work was able to show me that.
1: But you are also uh, the the informed consumer who is asking those questions because there are, you know, really people out there in the conventional medical field who are willing to work with the patient. But you have to be informed to know what to ask. So we've covered the multivitamin. We've covered the vitamin D. What's the next two things?
2: Uh, Fish oil would be my next big topic. So I this is one of probably my most passionate nutrients. There are over a thousand one hundred and ninety six scholarly articles published on fish oil during pregnancy. Wow. So this is not just fish oil in general. This is not, you know, oh, you know, a 70 year old man needs fish oil kind of thing. This is for the nine months that you are pregnant. There are that many studies, a thousand one hundred and ninety six studies on fish oil during pregnancy. Um, Fish oil, most people probably know at this point, but I just want to give a little background Fish oil contains something called omega-3s. These are anti-inflammatory long-chain essential fatty acids. Distilling that down, what that means is essential. Every cell needs this type of fat. So our brain needs this fat, our digestive system, our respiratory system, our immune system, and the the problem is, well, positive and negative look seeing how you look at it. These fats are not synthesized by the human body. So our body is not going to make these fats. This is not something naturally occurring. They must be obtained from your diet or from supplementation. Um, so from our diet, do we eat wild caught salmon three to four times a week? No, I'd say maybe 0.1% of the population does. Um, therefore, we have to get omega-3s through supplementation.
1: Well, and and... you and I could talk on this for two hours on this one subject. I do want to say that the choice of the product, again, as you know, is just as critical and maybe even more so for omega-3 than on the multivitamin, because wherever the fish is swimming, it's going to accumulate the toxins. And what is the number one toxin is mercury. And do you know that a really good study has has shown that Elevated mercury levels that we now presently have has cost us 700,000 IQ points in this country. If you, uh, you know, I don't know what that means per person, but mercury blocks the ability of the brain to think. Now, that's really super important for most of us. And for those of us, like if I had a wife and I was younger, what I would do before she ever got pregnant is I would do a heavy metal test. And you can do that through our website at the Holistic Navigator under products. You go to Thorn and they have a Salaba kit, which is very, very accurate. And it tests for many of the heavy metals. But when buying the Omega-3s, what do they need to look for to make sure that they do not get an inferior product?
2: So... Unfortunately, just reading labels alone is kind of hard for the consumer, I will say. So what I would recommend as um, you know, a, a consumer from their standpoint would be to go to a trusted health food store in your area and really speak to them about um the sourcing of fish. And so, I can tell you right now after a lot of research on different types of fish, um wild-caught Alaskan pollock is typically a very clean sourced fish that doesn't mean that every brand that is using the pollock is perfect but uh the way what the waters that the pollock are found in to how they migrate and and uh, what they're around and all that seems to be a cleaner sourced fish so if you turned your label around and saw the wild alaskan pollock i could give that some confidence but i also think just um you know looking for something called the triglyceride form of fish oil is also important That's um, a form that your body is able to synthesize and use a little bit easier than the ester ethyl form. And then looking for things like third-party testing or um, verification that they have been tested free of mercury. And like I said, it's not always easier on the consumer's end, but I would hope you would have a a trusted health food store in your area that could vet these products for you. I will say the cheaper the fish oil And the more capsules you can get, that would concern me some because you go to Costco and Sam's and and I'm not just generally hating on all of their supplements. They may have some that are okay, but for the most part, the cheaper they can source fish means the nastier the waters the fish were in, the less testing they've done. And there's a known um, process that the cheaper the the fish oil pill, probably the older the fish were in that process. So you're not going to eat old fish. Why would you want to take a fish oil that's old?
1: That makes total sense because, you know, you don't really smell those rancid oils inside that capsule very much. So it can be hidden. Uh, So that's great information. And again, you know, I'm a huge uh, adversary of farm raised foods or fish as a general rule. That doesn't mean I don't eat them. I have to do the best I can with what I have, what's in front of me if I'm out to eat. But it is, you know, the farm-raised foods are the ones that you primarily are getting when you go uh, wherever to get fish. And so those are extremely low in these omega-3s. Just to wrap up the omega-3, how many milligrams does a woman probably need to consider to be at her optimal?
2: Most studies are showing around 2,000 milligrams of omega-3s daily, for, um, before getting pregnant and during pregnancy.
1: Now, when you say 2,000, does that mean the size of the capsule or the EPA DHA? That
2: means the total omega-3s, which is the combination of EPA and DHA together. Um, on a more conservative end, there are some studies showing at least 800 milligrams. I just think if someone was willing to eat really well and eat the fish and eat and get omega-3s from their diet, I think 800 milligrams could be enough. But I think because of the massive deficiency of omega-3s in our, in our food and in our current environment, I think 2,000 is the safest bet to go with. Um, I do want to say before we move on from omega-3s, the last thing would be two large studies have shown that women that consume at least 800 milligrams of omega-3s daily reduces their risk of preterm birth by more than 45%.
1: Wow. That's that's that is not to be sneezed at. That is life changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got one more topic and then we'll be done. But before we get there uh, and we're not dismissing the power of healthy foods we're just simply focusing today on the supplements. This is a huge insurance that you have to have. In fact, there's a physician named Dr. Geo G.E.O. that I got his uh, email about once a week and he treats prostate cancer. And he just uh, had this little article why can't I get all I need from food? Because he wrote, he writes many articles on the power of supplements and food for prostate cancer. Well, he wrote, I have gotten some pushback from the pure foodist people arguing that food is all one needs to beat cancer and live long and well. Well, I fight this argument too because we have a seemingly a chunk of society that is um, worshiping food. And and dispensing with all of the value of supplements as though they were worthless or even dangerous was dangerous to me to not take the proper supplements. And he like he says, first of all, no one will ever get me in in an argument against the medicinal components of good food. And yes, food is essential in managing or outright beating prostate cancer. No argument here. But the best food is clean, meaning organic, plant based, locally grown and prepared properly. The problem is that consistently eating clean is hard. The moment you have a meal outside your home that you did not probably grow the food or shopped you know, endlessly to find the right food, there's less control of the quality of food you ingest. And also, we have evolved from eating wild foods that contain dramatically higher levels of vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, that rather than what we're purchasing now. So it's we're not trying to replace good food with supplements. We're adding to it because it's simply impossible unless you're living in a cave or you're super rich to have the foods you need. So lastly, what is the last thing on this core four?
2: Oh, well, before we do that, I had okay. one more stat on food just because food is very important to me as well. But I also am a huge believer in supplementation, as we can tell. So I want to give one study here that um, kind of blew my mind. A 2013 study published in the Journal of Family and Reproductive Health evaluated the eating habits of 485 pregnant women. They found that only 1.9% of these women met the fruit and vegetable guidelines for pregnancy. So less than 2% of females were getting the appropriate amount of fruits and vegetables. What that means is the nutrient-dense foods that contain the phytochemicals, the antioxidants, the minerals, the vitamins. Only two percent of the population was getting it. So, if you're not going to get it through food, you how are you going to get it? Are you just hoping it flies into your skin through you know osmosis through the air or to the baby? It it just won't happen. And so, um, I also found this very interesting, and I, I this really uh, resonated with me. A baby's first experience with flavor actually occurs before birth when he tastes and smells flavors within the amniotic fluid. So what that says to me, when a mom eats, you know, I think I've heard that most Americans eat 12 foods. That's they only eat 12 different foods a year. So that's like potatoes, bread, chicken, beef, you know, their variety is so limited That baby's gonna come out and the mom and dad are gonna wonder, why is my baby so picky? Why does he not like any of this food? Why does he not like that? Of course, there are developmental stages and there's times the child's gonna be picky. So I'm not saying it's gonna be a perfect road, you know, with with getting your child to eat everything. But we do wonder, okay, that mom ate 12 different foods her whole pregnancy. Why is my baby's diet so limited? Well, the baby wasn't used to flavors, wasn't used to those tastes, wasn't used to that in the womb. So developing those tastes is a little bit harder outside of the womb. So think about your choices while pregnant. You can actually help long term set your baby up for potentially liking vegetables and nutrient dense foods.
1: Wow. Eight Twinkies during the whole pregnancy and guess what they like. That's a great point. Lastly, we're going to touch on the iron because it has so much to do again with development, IQ and other things. So tell us a, a little bit about that so we can wind it up and why they don't want to again, fall into the trap of advertising and products that look slick and or following the advice of your conventional practitioner if they don't have the right training.
2: So, you know, iron is is essential in carrying oxygenated red blood cells to the baby uh, throughout the body, to the placenta. And a lot of women struggle with keeping their iron at um, appropriate levels during pregnancy. I know by, I believe it's by week 27, 28 of pregnancy, your body has doubled its iron stores. So if you are not eating foods that contain a lot of iron, how on earth is your body going to double its iron? Um, and I know a lot of women will say, well, iron hurt my stomach or iron constipated me. And if that happens, I understand the frustration. You're gonna wanna quit your multivitamin. You're, wanna, you're gonna wanna quit your iron supplement. Because who wants to be constipated or nauseous when that's already two problems that can occur during pregnancy? So what I look for in iron is a a food based iron, meaning iron that they've gotten from beets and spinach and and sources that our bodies used to. And they're extracting that um, into a really concentrated dose. Uh, Studies are showing at least 27 milligrams of iron per day. Um, I still think that's with you eating, you know, clean ground beef, you eating dark leafy greens and things that can help support the um, uptake of iron within your body. For me, it took about two to three times that amount during pregnancy. I had a little harder time building up my iron. Um, I don't know why I was eating tons of leafy greens. I eat lots of good clean source beef, but I was having to take two to three pills throughout my pregnancy to keep my iron where it was at. And I did that, and I did it with, um, like I said, iron that did not constipate me and did not hurt my stomach.
1: Wow! Again, four of the most important uh, points on supplementation for any female who wants to get pregnant or is pregnant. So, you know, we could talk for another hour, but we may do this at another time. But I think this has filled people's head with so much, and I do want to again encourage individuals to. Know that it's time to move out of the flip phone going into the cell phone place. If someone's offering flip phones only, you move on to someone who has a lot more to offer. And that is such importance that you need to empower yourself. This webs, this uh, podcast, The Holistic Navigator, is here to educate. We are uh, in a place that we have experience, we we know the stories, we know the studies. And I hope that all of you can take this and share it with your friends, anyone who you think would, would value from learning this, because you're not going to learn it in the office. You're not going to learn it from the mass media. You're not going to learn it from WebMD. There's so much out there that's outdated, even though it looks current. And I will put a plug in for one last thing. Visit your local health food store if it's uh you know, people who, who are passionate, who have had years of study, those are the people who generally, not always, but generally will give you the sound advice that you need, the kind that you're hearing from Katie today. So thank you, Katie, for joining us on The Holistic Navigator.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And again, I want to repeat, if a doctor cannot do good, he must be kept from doing harm. That was Hippocrates long ago.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us at The Holistic Navigator. This is Ed Jones. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.